Hans, did you get around to even checking out a trailer to Lords of Salem or 30? Those are the only movies that uh, precede uh, Halloween 2, correct? Well, hold on, I need to go back to Rob Zombie. I'm, I'm in a, I have like 20 tabs of completely unrelated stuff. Like, and then uh, three Anthony from Michael hell. Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael. <laughs> three from hell, 31 as well. Uh, I think 31, then three from hell, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Three from hell is 2019, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, 31 is 2016, uh, Lords of Salem 2012, and Halloween 2009. Uh, Spencer, do you have any particular thoughts on... I mean, where do you think Rob Zombie falls off between Halloween and by the time he gets to Lords of Salem? Oh, man. I honestly think uh, Lords of Salem is what really did it in for me. I didn't like that movie fucking at all. Is that the crowdfunded one? Uh, No, 31 was crowdfunded. That's 31, and that's... uh... That's that's rough because that it's it's similar to literally what I'm working on right now, and that was like part of the reason was I had I had this idea years ago, like coming out of high school, I wanted to do something like this, and then Rob Zombie announced Thirty One, and I was like, oh, this is really similar. And that happens a shitload, especially in comics and just writing in general. You are working on something, and something else fucking comes up, and you're like, damn. And there's a lot of stuff that I've just shelved or completely tossed out before, but I just like put this thing aside for a while and then 31 came out and that was like not what it was pitched as, uh, any of the the concept art or anything or everything he talked about for it. And then I think it was kind of so like shoddily put together and pitched that I don't even think Kickstarter or Indiegogo would allow him to put it on their website. So he literally crowdfunded it like on his own website uh, and it was really messy. Uh, None of the money seemed to really be spent on the film unless he just paid all the cast and crew really well. But uh, I think Lords of Salem was technically before that and that's when he starts to really fall off. But uh, Mm. like 31 was I I think where it's real. like I thought he was done with movies after that. Uh, and he just got that Monsters project, uh, and he did Three from Hell, basically, of his own accord, and you can tell that, like, he funded that out of pocket, because it's nothing. There's a lot of Final Cut Pro presets that are applied to the news footage and to the late Sid Haig. Uh, Yeah, Lords of Chaos is not a particularly good film. It has a good... Sorry, uh, what did I say? Lords of, oh, Lords of Chaos is a, a Jonas Ackerland film about oh. the founding of uh, certain black metal bands. Vol- oh, yeah, he did and... the Haunted World of El Super Bisto after Halloween 2 oh, as well, geez. but that's an animated yeah, yeah, yeah. movie, and it's it's like feels like what 12-year-old Rob Zombie would think would be really cool and what like 10-year-old children would probably enjoy, but it's made for adults. Uh, I never checked that. I've I've seen all of his films except for the, I've seen pieces of that one. I think that's where he worked with Tom Papa, and then he might have directed Tom Papa's stand-up special. Yeah, he did, yeah. Horrible. <laughs> I hate Tom Papa. What an unlikable guy with a weird-shaped head. I don't know. I mean, I do know how he he managed to become so successful, being friends with Jerry Seinfeld. 
Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. likes to tote them out every so often. I remember there was like a, a dating therapy advice show that Tom yep. Papa hosted on, on NBC. On like NBC. Mm-hmm. And they were like presented by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and he maybe appeared on one episode as a guest. God, yeah, talk about a that... guy whose name is worth absolutely fucking nothing, but still somehow carries weight. Seinfeld, because of the sitcom, as a currency, he can do anything at any time with any production company. And people will just be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. But has it been amazing? No. Are you like B-movie? Being Larry David on TV, basically. Yeah. You don't, think B-movie's a ba- you don't think B-movie is a banger? <laughs> no, I don't think B-movie is a banger. <laughs> okay, so um, 31 was... He made a hun- uh, million and a half for it, apparently. That was, that the, was budget the budget for it? That's what Wikipedia says. For 31? Um, yeah, and the box office was eight hundred fifty thousand. Oh, that, shit. that sounds about right. Yeah, no, I thought for some reason you said three from hell for a second. I was, was like, damn, he got that much money together because three from hell. I'm pretty sure I read that he had funded it on his own. He didn't really have much backing, and then he sold it after the fact, uh, which just shows like how much he has fallen off in the eyes of most people too. Like, like people don't want to watch your movies now, dude. Thirty-one. Uh, million and a half it didn't even get like a real theatrical release it got a fathom event well uh what i just want to say real quick about uh lords of salem is that there is a pretty good vintage style horror novel it's kind of peter strauby uh that rob zombie wrote even though it was really uh brian evans or bk evans i think is the pen name he used for that uh, that reads pretty well, has good atmosphere, it's kind of spooky, and uh, I recommend that over the film itself. 31, I watched for the first time a couple of months ago on Tubi again, and I thought that was a big old piece of shit, but it was actually more watchable than I was anticipating. I thought it was just going to be completely... But it also does nothing original, does nothing interesting or new. It just kind of feels like a very lesser version of what he's done before um and it it really i don't know i can't even say it falls apart it's just not good to begin with it's eroded from the foundation it's purely his like visual backbone is gonna carry everything like i was talking about earlier and that's like his whole selling point on that one and it's completely off the deep end by three from hell lords of salem 2 is also the last one i believe that got an actual conventional release because 31 like i said was a fathom event and then i think three from hell went like straight to shutter lords of uh, salem too uh, i mean yes it was a conventional theatrical release but that was also same day vod and that was one of the first titles to do oh. that i think we might have talked about that briefly on um our halloween show but that was back in what 2013, 2014, when that was not all that common. They were still uh, 2012, sort of... even. So okay, yeah, they would have been right at the beginning of all of that. Right, they were just starting to dip their toes in that water, and that I remember was on demand for Comcast. It was on on demand uh, the same day as it was hitting theaters around Boston. So uh, yeah, it, it it seemed like Halloween two was uh, really Rob Zombie cashing out whatever credibility he had to conjure up an audience. And they didn't fully trust him after that. So uh, three from hell. That was a fathom event, right? So he did a no. Special... Thirty one was the fathom event one. Got it. Well, okay. So did he do a road show then for three from hell? There was some kind of uh, uh, change I up. 
with the I release think of that. It was limited release, and then that one was the one that I think went direct to Shutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it says here that it says here that the it was given a special three night theatrical engagement through Fathom, that's Fathom what it was. events okay. too. Free from Hell, yeah. Uh, okay, so that did Fathom as yeah. I knew the Fathom one for thirty one because uh, I ended up not backing the the campaign for the crowdfund because it, like I said, it looked really it looked sketchy for a guy like Rob Zombie who's so big that he couldn't just hire someone to like write something that was coherent just for the pitch page to make people assured that their money was going to something good, which is why I was like, oh yeah, knowing Kickstarter and Indiegogo's policies and everything, if your stuff sounds like a scam on paper, nine times out of 10, they won't even let the thing go live. Like if they catch it, they're not going to. That's what it sounded like. But I worked at the, or I was like uh, still in contact with some people at the theater when 31 came out and I got into the Fathom event like completely free, uh the first night and uh what fucked that movie over is the fathom event started with a 20 minute opener that showed uh behind the scenes of a bunch of scenes and it one of the main scenes that it shows is the inciting incident of like when the the heads all start killing people and it spoils like the the setting off point of the movie and you basically you know the first actor to get killed and how they're going to get killed and who kills them. I and love now, when they do that. I love when they tell you what's going to happen and who dies in the movie before you see it. Yeah. In and it's not even like it's like a scene at the beginning of the movie and then it flashes backwards. It's literally just like a behind the scenes fathom event clip that was exclusive to the event they said and then it ended up on the DVD of the movie of course. It's like this isn't going to be exclusive to this event. When was the last time he was able to make his money back on a film? Because I just looked up Three from Hell. It only made, and granted, it had a three-night screening, right? So maybe uh, Shudder is really where it's going to make its money back, I would assume. Uh, It made only $2.2 of its $3 million budget. That seems like a pretty small threshold to have to pass, and they couldn't even do that. Now, obviously, with the, um, the, the films that were prior to that, it seemed like there was a struggle as well. Um... Halloween I mean, 2, uh, budget was $15 million and it made 39 I think that's the last one. And that had the Halloween name, so that's almost a guarantee yeah. that you're going mm-hmm. to make some money. So I don't It's hard to with slasher movies. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's I, just think that, I just think that if Sid High was too sick to act in it, where it was going to be reduced to a, what, five, ten-minute role in the movie, just don't make it. Just leave the ending open from Devil's Rejects and that's it. Because here, he looks like he's dead already in the movie. No disrespect because he's a legend, but he looks horrible. Like, he looks like, all right, let's just let him fucking die. Like, he looks horrendous. And then you introduce this new character that nobody knows who's not very interesting or or likable in that twisted way that those characters are. And he just feels like it's not part of the original two movies so it just it's, feels like like what is this thing what he am feels I watching? too close to that bill mosley character too the yep. new guy so it, yeah. it's almost redundant to have him in the mix at all and yeah sid haig this was the last movie sid haig did before he he died or was released uh not right around that i thought he had died during the the movie but no 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 uh, he died around the time of its release. So, yeah, he was just that sick. And like you said, he looks it. He looks terrible. Um, he had gotten, I believe, a terminal diagnosis early on. And that's the whole thing was 
the script was basically rewritten on the fly in the middle of production on three from hell. And you can tell like basically the onset, I remember early on in production when they like, they did a big news thing and that Sid was basically out of the movie and that all of a sudden Rob Zombie had to rewrite a bunch of it. Um, but they were kind of shooting it like having, that's what I liked about it was they always kind of shot things like just like friends having fun, like how you guys shoot stuff just, with a a way bigger budget they're getting together making the stuff they want to make which is why i always had like a a respect or a little bit of an admiration for the guy and like they really are all great friends and you can tell when sid got sick and they made that announcement he had to do the rewrites that it just like took all the wind out of his sails and it seemed like even he didn't want to make the movie anymore but had already put a bunch of the studio's money into it and essentially had to give them a final product and uh once they bring Richard Brake in the movie, just nose dives. It's like you said, Richard Brake's just playing Otis part two. And it's weird. Cause he's a, he's a pretty good character actor. They yeah. could have had him do some really interesting stuff and be completely different uh, from the other two. I would have gone like, why not make him a little bit more sane? Like if you need a new sub in for uh, Spalding, uh, oh, I almost just said Professor Spaulding for some reason. <laughs> Captain Spaulding. Uh, then you put in a guy who who seems more sane and grounded like Spaulding was. He was kind of like the the compass for the both of them, like would reel them back in when when Baby and Otis were getting too out of control. It was like, you know, we still need to keep up some sort of appearance so we're not fucking caught immediately. And instead it's just like, bring in a another guy who's just as insane if not more insane and it could only like every one of those movies it can only really go down one path or one or two paths really they're either gonna like go into hiding or it's gonna end horribly for them and it's like how many times can you do that over and over again before people catch on to it and get bored it didn't even really use like the slasher formula that's why i think the first two work and then it's just beating a dead horse because then it kind of did it turned into this weird half slasher, half action movie. That last one's just a big shootout. Mm-hmm. Just, just focus on Otis Driftwood. That's a, that's a crazy and interesting enough character where just make him go balls out. And that's it. That's your movie. You don't need to add another character that's nothing. And instead, it just feels like, yeah, well, it, it feels like what it is. You know, just a rush change. And let's see what we can figure out quickly so that we can introduce a new character instead of Spalding. But... I feel like if he had just focused on the baby and ba- that's her name, right? Yeah. The baby and the Otis character, that would have been better because it's two characters that have already been established in two movies that people like instead of just bringing someone new in the third movie of the trilogy to uh, replace one of the most beloved horror icons of the 2000s, which is Captain Spaulding. So it was never going to work. I don't understand why they went that way. It should have just been canned when he got sick and everything, and and they just didn't. Like, that's that's well, really the problem. The purpose of the movie was to get Rob Zombie out of director jail, which it seems to have done the job of. I, he only went back to the well to have something that would perform well at the box office, ideal, even though clearly it didn't. Uh, it had a very limited run, and it was very uh, you know bare bones by comparison uh, to those other two. But he wanted something that I remember him saying this on maybe it was Joe Rogan or some other podcast he wound up did it, uh, doing around that time to promote the film that he only did it for that reason. 
I think maybe he was, uh, you know, in front of a live audience or something when he was presenting the film. I have no idea. I can't remember now. But yeah. um, he was very direct about that. That that came that was coming first, as opposed to any sort of artistic integrity uh, to revisit these characters because they were dead. They do die at the end of Devil, Devil's Rejects, and then it's all retconned in the beginning yeah. of this movie. Like oh, I know there's a again Mr. Miyagi that rubbed his hands and pulled the bullets out of them, and, and they're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're yep. fine. Yeah, someone did enough karate to bring them all back. <laughs> yes. I would much ra- look if they're going to do if you're going to do a sequel to a movie or something that involves a character that is clearly dead, just do it and don't explain because the explaining it first of all is going to take away from everything that you have going on. Second of all, it's never going to read as authentic or real or believable. It's better if you just try and let it be and let people try and think, well, how does this make sense? Because it doesn't make sense. Just, wow, well, maybe this comes before, even though he looks much older. He's got a mustache or something in this one. He didn't before. I don't know. He's 50 in this one. He was 29 in the last one. I don't know. How does this make sense? Just let them let them try and piece it together. Then you're he good. Had, he a had a real... Ripley 18-year-old. That's what he plays. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, he had like a really obvious and weird, surreal place he could have gone to where I feel like he might have actually done something cool with it. Yes, like he the Spider-Verse, where they Halloween come back to a dimension with <laughs> Willem <laughs> Dafoe. You bastard. Yeah, they, yeah. they turned good before they got shot. Uh, to the no, uh, <laughs> I, I think he actually might have said something a while ago, but you... Uh, you just have it, you make their death canon at the end, and you do something weird, like, like, what's hell for three fucking crazy serial killers? Like, do some surrealist, like, throw them into some upside-down world where you can go absolutely nuts with all your weirdo fucking horror stuff, and now they're uh, fighting through some new reverse of the, the outside world. Like, everybody they ever killed in our world they're now having to face down in some sort of hell. And you don't have to make it like fire and brimstone hell. You can still make it Rob Zombie's weird upside down goth nightclub world. But he could have done something really weird and different that wasn't just more of the fireflies saying dumb shit to each other and being dirty for 90 minutes. Like anything. And it's it's just like a, a really forgettable movie when it comes down to it. That's why I, when we were talking about the first two earlier devil's rejects and house of a thousand corpses, those worked because they focus on the characters and it was the, the first couple goes around. So that like that grimy varnish that he put on everything felt new and fresh with what everything else was doing at the time in movies. And now that's like in action movies and stuff now it's like oh we need everything to look a little bit darker and grittier just muck everybody up it's like it uh, like they might even be calling it zombieing them on fucking set at this point because it's almost become a meme what his movies are now where it's just like i was expecting the fucking monsters to come out and everything look like fucking toothless idiots like it's it it got old really fast and he completely forgot that he could write a good character and still make them grimy and just stuck with making it grimy and just fucking churning shit out. That last movie doesn't look like it was $3 million. He got a million dollars for each of the three of them. And it seems like he gave all, all of it to the three of them. Like, I don't know what the fuck that money was spent on. 
half of the bad guys in it are just like guys in cheap suits with luchador masks which i can tell you that's like maybe a 40 dollar outfit per guy on scene like it's it's crazy they're all running around with like plastic guns and stuff pretty sure there's a scene where a guy fell on his gun and it like bent and i was like god damn it dude like this is in full frame like it's, it's crazy it's, just, it's crazy that this is the one that got him out of uh, movie jail and then yeah. gave him a, a beloved fr- fine it's not a relevant franchise i don't think it's many a franchise are... the, the uh, no the point is it's a recognizable name and franchise yeah. that a big company owns the, mm-hmm. uh, the monsters for a while anyway uh were basically shoulder to shoulder with like the adams family like mm-hmm. they're 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 property like that but uh, go on hans i didn't mean to stomp over what you were saying there I, I lost my train of thought, so you can oh, continue. Wow. God, <laughs> yeah. It's like the only horror franchise of our generation, really. I mean, there's like the paranormal activities now in Blumhouse shit, but thinking back to like us actually being like kids and teenagers, I can't really think of anything else from the 90s that wasn't already an established property from like the 80s. Uh, mm. Like, I genuinely can't now. <laughs> Yeah, from the 90s. Everything that I'm thinking Everything. of came out after the 2000s, yeah. Conjuring, yeah. Saw, like every other... Uh, maybe Final Destination, maybe something like that in the 90s, but yeah. Uh, do either of you think that he has the genuine capability to make a, a good film? like a, or, or Well, a good film for Rob Zombie, anyway. Obviously, there's a certain curve here with filmmakers like him i do have respect for him though as mm-hmm. somebody who is an auteur because you know you're getting something that is going to have its own distinct flavor and be different from whatever other horror property or just film in general you're going to watch um and you can't really say that for too many directors that are actively working nowadays the only thing that i'm hopeful about in this because i love the monsters when i was a kid that was one of my favorite shows uh and uh I was not excited when I saw that first image because they look nothing like the characters. And fine, you're not going to find people that always look like the original actors, but find someone that kind of looks like them, not your wife that looks nothing like you know the original. Well, he's actor. you know he's kind of like the modern John Cassavetes in that way. I, I would say you know, but uh, no, he got Daniel Roebuck to play yeah Grandpa, which is an interesting, but not like he wouldn't be in my top 20 for that Mm-mm. that character and also they no. changed his appearance they gave him a did they a i mean i think they gave him a big mustache like a prospector's mm-hmm. mustache it's very yeah. strange i don't know i'm i'm, I'm not a, I... i'm not opposed to seeing it when it does come out i, I don't have mm-hmm. any expectation at all i think anyone making a monsters movie is going to be probably making a piece of shit but rob zombie's monsters movie i don't know that could be i feel like it's well, going to be an uphill battle no matter what yeah I, I think with him, at least, at, you know, helming it, it's going to be something interesting. Well, it's very silly, right? It's a very silly yeah. show with very silly comedy. I don't think of Rob Zombie when I think silly monster, you know. Uh, well, they just go uh, full, uh, full uh, tilt Rob Zombie. Yeah, They're all yeah. scalping people in the neighborhood. <laughs> Lily is killing people. Yeah. I don't know. The humor I, found the... in his earliest movies was always sex humor. It was It was what? It yeah. was Sid Haig fucking... Otis. Uh, yeah, it's and, like uh, DBW. It was uh, mm-hmm. the the weird guy talking about eating pussy in the first one. So yeah. it, it might be something like that. 
It's just like it's like oh. like sex humor oh, no. to make normies no. uncomfortable. No, don't do that to fucking Herman. You're Herman's gonna do an X-rated monsters. Just stomping people in his in their head with his giant yeah. boots. Talk about yeah, I, I mean, spider-filled box. He's probably yeah, a spider web. <laughs> he uh, he's a fan. I'm imagining because he's all into like all horror shit. So I, that's the one thing that I'm kind of like maybe he'll do good again. But I, I, it's not the pairing that I would, you know, prefer for a monsters reboot or whatever it is that they're trying to do with this. I thought the concept art and design stuff he was doing looks great. It always like blows my mind like how like a competent a creative he is and then how it always seems to fall apart somewhere in the the directing aspect of things but yeah because like you said on 31 like that that art is uh it's really cool but like you said well i haven't seen it but you said that they they didn't use it at all no i i haven't seen it either i'd like to take a look at this yeah i think it was i i'm not like a huge monsters person so i don't know all the names no who is the, who would be hung up on a 1950s sitcom <laughs> yeah all right the guy who likes burn notice <laughs> hans you could play herman monster herman i would love to play herman yeah uh let me see is this the one you're talking about uh Spencer? Uh, uh i know there was some of lily i think i saw some of the house too uh, oh that yeah. looks no, that's that horrendous. Looks this is what you thought like looked good, right? No, this is Spencer. This is what you recommended. <laughs> yeah, right. Holy <laughs> shit. This looks he's like a... something I draw while I was high. <laughs> he's got a misfit tattoo, and Herman has a 13 tattoo on his arm. That's pretty cool. This is, exactly All right, this is what... someone making fun of Rob Zombie. Yeah, clearly it was like uh, what they expected Rob Zombies to be. Uh, he had posted it himself, I'm pretty sure, and then uh, some more of it started getting shared around. But oh, Is yeah, it? yeah, that's some of it right there. It's like very reserved for Rob Zombie. Like I was expecting more Rob Zombie isms, but uh, it doesn't actually look that over the top. Like it almost looks more so like so close to the original source material. I'm like. Who the hell is gonna watch this that isn't on their deathbed? They gave him Crocs. Me. Is that what that looks like? Yeah, uh, yeah he has, uh, plat- platform Crocs. <laughs> the Costa Rican autist community. <laughs> uh, first look at Igor from the Monsters. Where did you see that? Uh, that was back on the Google image page. Yeah, oh, you and okay. like a small demographic of people in Russia. Yeah, this looks horrendous. I hate him. Is it going to be in color too? God damn. That looks like Beetle. That's not grandpa. Yeah, yeah it's, it looks like it's supposed to be limited color. Like they're all like painted black and white, but then there's like gels on everything. Hmm. Okay. It's a weird uh, take. Yeah, I'm not. Because I'm... I'm like, if you just paint everybody black and white, and then you're using really like really strong gels on everything, they're just going to be whatever color you're you're shining on them. Like this is cool. I like the the house. That's yeah. fine, even though it looks tiny. But that's fine. But everything else is kind of like. Uh, like... Can we just I pull just... up the image of the three main cast members real quick for those tuning in right yeah. now via video on patreon.com slash lowres where you'll get bi-weekly episodes of this show? Uh, there we go. <clears throat> We've got 
uh, Sherry Moon Zombie as uh, sorry. What's what's the uh, wife's name? I uh, I don't remember. That shows how much of a fan I was. You know Herman. I know Eddie, but I I can't remember her fucking name. But there it is. I think it's Miss Monster. That's Miss Monster. Yeah, Mama Monster. Yeah. It's I weird thought this was this Jeff ta- Daniels. I was like, they got Jeff Daniels to play Herman? What the hell? <laughs> I was like, this time around, I think Sherry Moon Zombie is like the one that fits in the most of all yeah, of them. But definitely. again, I don't know much about the monsters. They look fine. It's all right. It's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, how, how bad can you really fuck it up? Take a look at the, Google Monsters uh, 1990s. Because I know they did a couple of reboots uh, where they tried to get the Blows TV series mind. going again, and they did a TV movie or two. There was a Christmas one. Oh, 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 oh my oh. god! Oh wow, that Frankenstein Jeez. rocks. <laughs> so that's what we're up against here. So that's it, like one of those uh, Silver Mountain people. That's pretty, the the Dawn of the Dead be. zombie makeup. <clears throat> The guy from the uh, the dude who played the head vampire from the Lost Boys was uh, the Herman Munster of the eighties or nineties. God uh, damn! So one of these. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this looks dude, cool. that looks like a Chinese man they painted against their will. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got so much makeup in his eyes he can't open them. <laughs> What's it called? The monsters today. My eyes. It's a burner. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, gonna, God. Look at the one there. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. He looks so unhappy. Is he going to color them? Like, oh, God. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, oh, is this... Uh, yeah. is, that, is that guy black? The uh, sun Herman? looks Latin. Yeah. I think maybe. I don't know. Can you go to IMDB? They put a black Actually, kid in white Just face. click the... No, click the uh, TMZ picture because it says member him so uh, maybe might be onto something here hmm Mm, john shuck oh what no that's yeah that's p diddy's assistant (laughs) can you just google john shuck that guy's name like oh my god what the what's this (laughs) <laughs> terrifying lady god Close damn, out of this like... you're in like a 400 picture gallery. <laughs> oh yeah i just realized that i just realized that that's like that looked like roseanne but worse uh where's the john shuck i need to know who did these designs because this guy needs to be taken out in a field and shot whoa he looks exactly the same 73 episodes of this. That's just nearly syndication. That's why we never see it anymore. Fell short. He's Wait, insane looking, dude. That without Eddie, the makeup? Eddie Monster there was on step by step. I think that was uh not one of the sons on step by step, but one of the friends of the sons. Like Cody's pal or something. He looked exactly like. Yep, that's a. He black actually kind of looks like he kind of kind of looks like Fred Whitty, uh without makeup, but Boston. Yeah, Dick Tracy, English and German. Okay, all right. Well. He was Captain Painless. Huh. Match, yeah. 
Wait, what's oh, the And guy? he had a bit part in Dick Tracy as a reporter. That's weird. Is this the guy that you're talking about, Jason Mar- Marston? He looks familiar. Yeah, he was a big-time 90s sitcom actor. If you scroll down... Oh, yeah, he was Max in a goofy movie. Oh, He's got shit. a very distinct voice. But if you go to the, the 90s, you're going to see him on probably Full House, Step by Step, Family Matters. A lot of cartoons. Here yeah, he's on Hocus Pocus, Monsters Today. Gummy Bears. General Where's Hospital. Step by step? Uh, I don't see Step by Step. It's, it'll be there. Batman Dirk in Sonic. Do you know that character, Dirk from Sonic? <laughs> Me Full House. <laughs> Full House, yeah. Boy Meets World. I think it was Full House, not Step by Step. I think 96 is too late, isn't it? Uh, for Step by Step? Uh, do, uh, maybe. Oh, damn. Step by Step. Yeah, no. Step by... Oh, nah! okay. Ha-ha! See? Oh, you fuck. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I got Dude, you. Seen 53 he did all episodes. That's right. He was a main cast member. He was on TGIF in three different shows. This is teenage Clark Kent. And then he does nothing but voice work after that. Allie McBeal. Diablo 3. Young Justice. Duckville. Yeah. Fake Trump yeah, cartoon. Yeah, it really is. David, he played David Duke. <clears throat> so, anyway. Stuff to be proud of. <laughs> That's uh, all right. So no, nobody answered the question aside from uh, us talking about monsters. Do you have any faith in Rob Zombie making a a movie that is actually uh, not only just uh, enjoyable for being uh, a Rob Zombie film? Maybe if you're into that sort of thing, where you can enjoy anything of his, but uh, capable of making a good Rob Zombie film. Bill. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Maybe, but I don't think this is the one. Let me put it this way. Do you have more faith in his ability to make a good film again or Kevin Smith's? Who said of Three from Hell, he said Three from Hell was whore heaven. Now, I hate to be one of those shows that just reads you the Wikipedia page, which is every movie show. But that's where I found that out, along with the fact that RogerEbert.com gave Three from Hell four out of four stars. How about that? What? Yeah. He's rolling in his grave, his gay grave right now. Uh, wait, Kevin Smith said he was whore heaven? Whore heaven. Why is he so horny? <laughs> Why is Kevin Smith so fucking horny? Horror, yeah, not uh, whore heaven. Oh, whore. oh, oh. Um, I, I don't think Kevin Smith, since he started smoking weed, I think he forgot how to make compelling, interesting movies. I think uh, Seth Rogen ruined that. Um, so I have no faith in the fact that he is capable of making anything interesting anymore by just his track record. Uh, what The audience the score is lower than the critical score, which is just about fresh. It is 2% away from being fresh. Yeah, uh, he cried at Spider-Man too, just in case you guys are wondering. Of course, which I guess everyone knew. Uh, but yeah, I think I have more faith in in in, in Rob Zombie because his style is more uh, like aesthetic. It's more, you know, that grindy, like that dirty. Uh, Kevin Smith 
it was all about characters just being smart mouthed and that that's kind of it. There's not really much style to his the visuals of his movies. Uh so if you lose that, if you if you lose the script part of it, his movies are just whatever. Like I just who cares? No one's watching Kevin Smith's movie because it's going to be interesting visually, or he's going to be, you know, put out something that uh, if you uh, mute the movie, you know, it's why would you watch a Kevin Smith movie where Rob Zombie has more style to his filmmaking? So yeah, I I believe he would be more capable of go, going back to his old uh, successes than Kevin Smith. I you know, you know what a lot of people parallel, yeah. rightfully shit talk the movie, but Yoga Hosers is pretty visually interesting, especially for a Kevin Smith film, which is very medium shot, over the shoulder shot, mm-hmm. wide shot. Yeah, you like the basic. sausage people. You like the those. Yeah, it was the little sausage. It was different. Sausage, it was trying something. It was uh, the Tusk. No. Tusk too. Do you like I tusk? hey Tusk. No, Tusk is fun. I think Tusk is a fun horror movie, and Michael Parks gives a good performance. And now, they, do you like it just because it's an A twenty four movie? Because I yeah. remember you saying that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I'm big on yeah. the A twenty four. I forget A24 that's even an A twenty four movie. That's fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Spencer? That's really tough. Um, I was curious to see that Kilroy was here one. But that's another Smodcast one. That might may never be seen at all because he wants to. And he hasn't followed up on this just yet. Kevin Smith said, "Oh, we're going to auction this off as an NFT, and you okay, also get him. the rights to the movie. You can hide the movie. You can change the movie. You could. It's up to you whether or not people ever see this movie." Okay, okay Kevin Smith can go fuck himself. Uh, <laughs> I don't even care that it's an NFT. I just think that's fucking stupid wait what if you sell it as an nft his uh, new Kil- movie kilroy is here kilroy was oh. here which is uh, i'm pretty sure just like tusk another smodcast idea where they mm. basically would like like what we're doing here but they would just pitch like a whole idea back and forth until they fleshed out pretty much an outline for a film and then they just didn't do anything with it for years and then so, tusk they eventually did the, turn into something but the format i think of movie... rob zombie I'm, I'm trying I'm, to think of Kevin Smith stuff. Sorry. I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea of the Kilroy was here uh, film structure, which is essentially it's like a series of slasher films. But in one movie, it's a bunch of people giving different accounts of this Kilroy killer. So you have, you know, essentially little mini films broken up over 90 minutes, 110 minutes, however long it is. But him selling it as an NFT feels First of all, like something he's not going to commit to because there hasn't been anything about it this year. It's supposed to come out this year. Has it not come out this year? He hasn't sold uh, the film as an NFT at all, but he has sold other NFTs. And also, it feels like I know this is a piece of shit, and I'm probably not going to make a whole lot uh, from a distribution deal. So maybe I can do it as a novelty here, cash in, and we'll put that into Clerks 3, which they just shot and seemingly are wrapping up in post at the moment. Very, very depressed about it. Everyone yeah. looks so old. Everyone just looks so tired. Like they're being, I mean, not like most of them have a career to begin with. They need but, it. But I, I guess. They, ugh, yeah. Hans really isn't wrong, though. I'm looking through his, his filmography as a director and really like Dogma. Chasing uh, Amy. Uh, what's the Jennifer Lopez one? Red uh, State, Jersey I guess. Girl. Is, Jersey Girl. So, just like visual interest though like red state is 
probably all right, but doesn't really amount to much of anything. Uh, it's all right, exactly. It's it's Clerks fine. Clerks two had a really nice crane shot that just felt like wildly unnecessary when they brought out that like it uh was like a big part of the budget mm-hmm. for that like musical dance number scene that they do. Uh, yeah, so it's like yeah, visually he doesn't really have much going for him. Uh, and evidently he's they announced a Sam and Twitch TV series, which is from Spawn. If you no, guys that's are familiar, old, 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 that ain't happening. That's just that's happening oh, at the same okay. time as the Spawn sequel that Todd McFarlane is writing. In the oh, okay, then Fox that's conference. just sitting here forever. That's retarded. Uh, he was supposed yeah. to do Howard the Duck with the guy who did Aqua Teen Hunger Force too, and they pulled the plug on that. That might have actually been interesting. Uh, But yeah, no, I'd have to go Rob Zombie all the way on this. I think he might still have something in him. And honestly, I'm pulling for them to just give him the money to do that Groucho Marx movie. Oh, Uh, that would be wonderful. Stop fucking anchoring yourself down to just like horror grindhouse schlock. Like the dude can like create good, interesting characters and he can tell a story when he wants to. I think he's just like, it's almost like he's typecast himself at this point mm-hmm. and he needs to like get away from that, which is why I completely agree with Hans too. And like saying that I think monsters is the wrong property to be doing that. We might just see another, like this is like Rob zombie going over fucking hilly territory. Like just, he's going to do one decent one and then, bomb out again and then one decent one and bomb out again and i don't i i feel like kevin smith somehow is going to keep being on an upward trajectory and unless like rob zombie really knocks monsters out of the water i'm hoping i'm completely wrong because i do like him as a director even when he's not doing great things but I'm just, I'm not a huge Monsters fan, so I don't like, I can't wrap my head around the math of that coming out a net positive. You know what would be great for that Monsters movie? If they did what they did with the Raul Julia Adams family movies, but that, that's never going to happen. Turbo horny. I feel like, but, Well, not just that, but I feel like those those movies, like they feel like a movie. You know, there's a lot of craft that looks like it was put into them, like I, I rewatched them recently. I think I've talked about them in another episode, but I enjoyed them a lot because they look like movies. Like it took me back to when they used to make movies, you know. Uh, and it, it feels like the director really cared about the about the property, so they they're good. Like I really enjoy them. Uh, if they did something like that with with this monsters movie, I, it might work. But I I don't know, especially after seeing that s- screenshot of of Grandpa green grandpa with the gels and shit and kind of like uh, i don't know it's 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 gonna look like the dr satan scene and and that's cool for a couple of minutes but not a whole movie Uh, that's where i think being a movie and not a tv series is gonna work out for it more so because i totally thought it was a tv series i was like oh Mm -hmm. fuck yeah uh i feel like Conventional wisdom would probably point in the direction of Rob Zombie making a better film, uh, more recent or or going forward, uh, than Kevin Smith. But uh, I don't know. I, th- I for whatever reason I think it'll be Kevin. I think Kevin Smith's next film after Clerks Three will probably be a plus and win a bunch of Oscars. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! Best director. Yeah. You know what? God damn you. He's you one of he's these directors. In enough time. No, I don't. Uh, but he's one of these directors that falls in the same class and tiers as Spike Lee, 
right? Rob Zombie is not one of these guys. And Spike Lee made a whole bunch of really atrocious shit for 25 years. And then someone's like, what's Spike Lee up to? And they just glanced past everything he's done and said, hey, Spike Lee, do you want to deal with our studio? And, uh, yeah, we'll bring in this other guy who's been competent and very successful recently. He'll produce it, a.k.a. he'll cut off all the hard edges that are going to turn this into a piece of shit. And then we'll make your film. I think that's going to happen to Kevin Smith within the next 10 years if he doesn't die of a heart attack or some kind of cuckolding situation. So you think that a studio is going to give him money again? Yes. I think eventually there, someone's going to come around to giving him a contract that he, I mean, look, he almost did Howard the Duck, and he did He Man. Remember how long which, ago though? Yeah, how Netflix long ago was just keeps throwing He Man was He Man was this everyone hate, but everyone hated He Man, and it's still doing well. They said it doesn't matter what people are saying about it as long as they tune in. I guess that's the difference between that and Cowboy Bebop, which had the plug pulled on it, right? So, right. Um, or maybe different expectations there based on the budget, because He Man is yeah. almost yeah. certainly a hell of a lot cheaper. Um, yeah. And Howard the Duck, I think, was uh, about two years ago, but it it oh, only okay. it didn't go past the pilot stage. Yeah, and, it was hey, going to be it was most likely going to be something for Disney Plus or something, and I'm sure they probably wanted to make it way edgier. It was before Disney Plus had really like really like solidified itself and now we're just in like we're on a train pipeline whatever you want to call it for just this shit forever it's just like comic book schlock i would take something like howard the duck over what we're getting now absolutely uh did the punisher show up in the or any of those uh, uh daredevil dudes did. spider-man just daredevil yeah he shows up as uh the attorney of peter parker I kept making jokes that the only way that movie could save itself is if uh, in the third act, the Punisher just showed up and started murdering Spider-Man. <laughs> then I would have been like, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> like, I love the I suggested that exact thing at the end of Is It Kino with Mumkey Jones and, and Kino Corner right before That's perfect. <laughs> I said they should do it. The only way to end the MCU is to have Dolph Lundgren's Punisher come in and wipe everybody out. Yeah, Punisher kills be... the Marvel Universe. It's it's there's a precedent in the comics, dude. It's, it's one insane. way to do it. Um, anyway, Dolph Lundgren oh is my... great too. That one, which oh like no God, sense at all. <laughs> I'm looking at the upcoming Disney Plus because I was curious about what the next franchise are going to ruin. And yeah, uh, yeah there's a uh, well, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It came, just came out. Then there's mm-hmm. like 30 Star Wars things. They there's just a new ice, Goonies. New Ice Age. There's a the Proud Family movie coming out. You guys remember that cartoon? Wait, they obtained Ice Age. Yeah, that was not a Disney uh, property before. That used to be Dreamworks, Pixar, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was DreamWorks. Uh, I thought DreamWorks, it was Pixar yeah. for some reason. There's a new Cheaper by the Dozen movie. What? Wait, who was Dream- Hold on. Who was DreamWorks owned by though? Were they a Fox property? No, they were um Warner, I think, wasn't it? No, they weren't owned by Warner. I think it was either Sony or Paramount had uh had DreamWorks. Or maybe they were their own thing because Spielberg fronted that with a bunch of other uh extremely Universal. wealthy people. Oh, Universal did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who's so in the new cheaper uh... by the dozen? Is it Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt again? Uh, Are they having more comes... kids, even though she's seventy? It, com- it comes out in March and no, Uh-oh. Zach Braff, uh, what Brittany, the f- De- 
Brittany Daniel, Gabriel Union, and Zach Braff are the top three. Um, we were all wrong. Ice so Age are... is a Blue Sky movie. Oh. Blue Sky. I don't even know what Blue Sky is. Uh, there's a uh, new Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers coming out. Um, Hocus Pocus 2, Pinocchio, Miss Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, Cars, <laughs> Zootopia. There's an... Oh, well. She-Hulk, uh, uh, Spider-Man freshman year. I know what that is. I Am Groot. Marvel Zombies, Secret Invasion, Peter Pan and Wendy. That's another one. That Peter Pan. Be, hey, you know yeah. Peter Pan's a hallmark of uh, of American culture. Is Peter Pan. <laughs> Three men and a baby. What? They're bringing that back too? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Who Who are the three men this time? It's the three of Let's us. See. They're all played by the baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we shouldn't be having this baby. <laughs> um. Yeah, Blue Sky uh is it is a Fox company. That's why I was I was pretty ah. sure Ice Age owned them and Disney acquired that. That's why it's like what is it, end of next year, like half of Fox's stuff is just like going in a vault because Disney is like ashamed of owning it or something. It doesn't fit with the guys... child friendly agenda. No, you're right. Now that I think about it, I think there was some Fox movie that I saw that opened with an Ice Age short with a little squirrel. And I think it might have been the Simpsons movie. I don't know. Yeah, and hmm. I guess they did those Rio movies. and it, Basically, every one of their movies is like based on animals. And I think they did the Peanuts movie uh, more recently. But yeah, most of their movies are like animal-based animated movies. And uh, the majority of them seemingly didn't make that much money. Ice Age is like what they're known for. They're also based like near me in Connecticut. Uh, hmm. Greenwich, Connecticut, which is actually like a town over from where Rob Zombie lived in Connecticut. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still here anymore, but uh, no, I tie it all he's, together. He's a uh, California based, but I, I know he does hang out pretty frequently in Massachusetts where wherever maybe he grew up because i think he's got family out there yeah he had a place in connecticut too that's kind of like on the line but uh he kept getting into arguments with the the town because they had like a skate park across from him in sherry moon's house and uh they didn't like it so they were like trying to get them to build it elsewhere and the town basically just expanded it across the street from them to try and drive them out because they didn't like like tattooed ratty rob zombie living in their town which is predominantly a very rich white town. Makes he sense stood out. Tracks. It was hilarious. Like you could literally drive up there and go to the Whole Foods in the area. And he's just like Rob Zombie walking around an old folks home. All right. I, I think. Baby, the, the, hold oh, on, the only God. You finally got the cast. The only per- the I was only about to close out this show, but we have three <laughs> men and a baby to get to just briefly. Yeah. The only person that's been attached. It's uh, Zach Efron. So, uh, of course. All right. So it's going to yeah. be Zach Efron. It's going to be Dave Franco. And it's going to be Anthony Seth Mackie. Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Seth, you Rogen. Need, you need, Seth Rogen you need, in blackface. <laughs> you need a POC, and they all I'm have the to black be gay dad. Too. <laughs> he still just talks <laughs> like Seth Rogen. He's the baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new night at the museum. That's cool. Yeah, you blow my mind, Hans. <laughs> That's great. God, I'm so excited no, I'm for kidding. all these movies and TV shows coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's in time <laughs> for, for you to subscribe. <laughs> all right. All right. Look, that's been movies for this week. Check out Death Curse Comics, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. YouTube, everywhere. Spencer, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank and you uh, that's been our Rob Zombie retrospective. Thank you for listening.